begin to speak in tongues. Mandaraba busha karamberele busia barababa. Reta baraba busia kar. Reta baraba. Reta baraba busia kabaraba busia kabar. Reta baraba busia brandelele busi. Reta baraba 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 busia karada baraba. Reta baraba brandelele busia brandelele busia ta 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 ta. Reta baraba busia karandelele busia karanda baraba busha. Oh Father, in the name of Jesus, Mandaya Brandolo Bosia Karanda Baba. Reta Barababosia Karandolobosia Branda Rababosia. Reta Barababosia Branda Rababosia Karandolobosia Kababa. Reta Barabandolobosia Branda Rababosia Karanda Rababosia. Reta Bababababa. Reta Bababababa Barababosia Kabababosia Karandolobosia Parababa. Reta Barabranda Rebosia Tadadadadadosa. Reta Barababosia Tadadadadadosa. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We magnify your name. Holy Spirit, we thank you for such a wonderful time. This morning. We surrender our body, spirit, soul into your hands. You say, Spirit of God, have your way. This morning, hide me behind the cross. Let Jesus be glorified. Use me just as a vessel to preach your word. I pray that, O oh Lord, as your word comes, Father, let bring illumination, let bring understanding. Let it be an eye-opening. Father, let any broken-hearted be healed. Let anyone distracted and in a format of confusion be liberated in the name of Jesus. Let your love, your agape, fill the heart of people in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, this morning, my message is very short and brief. Uh, You see, it is better to it is better to share revelation or to share the voice of God than to just speak your mind as a politician. So if you are listening to me, I just want to take just want you to take your Bible, your book and your pen so that we begin to go deep as the Holy Spirit takes us. So this morning the message that we want to share is entitled The Spirit of lukewarm 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 you see there's one particular spirit in this end time that the devil is using against the body of christ and that is the spirit of lukewarm you see life is very spiritual life is very spiritual and you see, everything that you hear in this earth realm with a name already existed in the supernatural. So life is very spiritual. And one of the things that the enemy has seen that he can use to uh, fight against the church is no fornication because he has got to know that the pastors are preaching against fornication. It's not adultery because he has got to know that many people are doing marriage counseling conferences you have got to know that uh, it's not about stealing but one of the things he can is using in our end time to fight the church is the spirit of lukewarmness lukewarm is a spirit 
Amen. Lukewarm is a demonic spirit. And many people, even pastors, will, will go to hell because of the spirit of lukewarm. You see, for you to be a pastor doesn't guarantee you that you are saved or heaven is for you. If you are a pastor, you are meant to feed people with the mind of God, with the instructions of God. You see, uh, I'm believing God and I'm praying to, for God to uh, uh, publish this book, A Faithful Steward or A Faithful Man Who Can Find. Yeah, it's a very nice book. You, you begin to understand that our life on this earth is all about stewardship, whether you are a man or a woman. A man is meant to be a main steward to control affairs of this life. And every woman is also meant to be a, a, a steward who helps, a helping steward. So if a woman misses his functionality of helping, it makes the, uh, the man also miss his functionality of faithfulness. So you get to know that Adam became a faithful steward based on the lifestyle that Eve uh, shown in the Garden of Eden. Because Eve was meant to be a steward. The position of Eve was a helper. He was meant to be a helper. Amen. So... The spirit fighting against the church in this end time is the spirit of lukewarm. You see, our God is a consuming fire. That is why he refines us in his fire. God is a consuming fire. So when you read Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 29, you see that our God is what? A consuming fire. So Hebrews 12, 29, let me read. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 29. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 29. He said that, For our God is a consuming fire. So I'm not surprised that when you read uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse number 11, John the Baptist says something. He said that, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I. Issues are not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with Holy Spirit and what? Fire. Amen. So which means that God is, is a fire who produces fire. The end product of God is to produce fire. And you see, that's the reason why God always produces gold. God is God, God, everything God does is very precious. And before someone will come out as a gold, you have to move through fire. So there is, there is a particular trap or trick of Satan with, with this spirit called lukewarm. So lukewarm is a spirit. Yeah. This spirit abode in the atmosphere between cold and hot. You see, when we, whenever we talk about lukewarm, we are talking about the atmosphere between cold and hot. The atmosphere between cold and hot. The atmosphere between cold and hot. Whatever we talk of lukewarmness. We talk of the atmosphere between cold and hot. The atmosphere. Are you here? The atmosphere between cold and hot. 
Amen. Amen. So to be lukewarm means to be duality with functionality. Whenever someone is lukewarm, he is dual. He's he is cold and hot. He will be hot in church and he will be cold in the house. He is natural and supernatural. He is natural in the house and he is supernatural in the church. The lukewarm people always live a life of pretense. They live a life to please people. But, you see, a lukewarm person is a double-minded person. People who are lukewarm easily backslide to a worse status in this life. Why? Because their true identity is not known. They are lukewarm and they have a secret life and they also have a public life. That is a lukewarm person. Life is very spiritual, as I said, and anything that have name is already in the spiritual realm. You see, that's why the Bible said that put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. Yes, and one of the tricks of the devil is lukewarm, the spirit of lukewarm. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, spiritual wickedness in high places. And one of the spiritual wickedness in this end time, updated form, is the spirit of lukewarm. To be lukewarm means to be double-minded. The Bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. James chapter 1 verse number 8. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. Lukewarmness. Lukewarm doesn't bring stability in the life of a believer. So if you're a Christian and you want stability, if you're a Christian and you want stability, Lukewarm doesn't bring stability in the life of a believer. Amen. Amen. So if you are a Christian, you should not love to be lukewarm because you will never be stable. <laughs> you are cold today, tomorrow you are hot. You are cold in the house, but in the church you are hot. You are, you are, you are supernatural today. Or you are supernatural in the church. You pray, kabaya, baba, yakaba, baba, yakaba, yakaba, baba, yakaba. You see, this COVID-19 has proved that many Christians were lukewarm. Because it's like, it's only when they go to church, that is where they will pray. Yes. People think that, are you see, when you even watch the social media, is stupidity. They will advert, oh, stay in the house, sleep. They will not say, stay in the house, wait on God. You see, it's a sign that the world in this 21st century, the spirit that the devil is using against Christians is the spirit of locals. To be cold and hot. And let me give you an, a, a typical example of an anointed man who became local. Judges chapter 16. You'll be shocked. I believe that you'll be thinking of who this man is. Judges chapter 16. Verse number 1. The Bible said, Then went Samson to Gaza. You see, Samson, eh? Samson was a man. 
easy they are easy we have two different ways that the anointing come you see jesus the anointing came upon him right and he was a man full of miracles signs and wonders uh, solomon when the anointing came upon him he became the mind of solomon became strong Man, mind because jesus is the wisdom of god and the power so solomon was strong in the mind amen, amen. are you getting it yes. then when we also check the life of uh, Samson, Samson, when the anointing came upon him, he became like by strength. I guess it. Yes, he became by strength. So what you, you see, there's different ways the anointing of God comes upon people. Some some of some people it will come the, it will come through them by speech. That's why you see when Peter was speaking, the Bible said Peter said, Ananias and Sapphira, were you not afraid to lie to God? And the Bible says immediately they died. That's the anointing. So Samson was also a man who has the anointing. So let's see. Because he was able to kill a, a lion. He was able to kill multitude of Philistines. So the Bible said in Genesis, uh, sorry, Judges chapter 16, verse number 1. The Bible said, Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot. He saw a prostitute and went in with her. <laughs> Samson who was anointed who Samson who by birth the the angel you see when you check the life of Samson the, the message the angel gave to his father Manua Samson's father some of you don't know even Samson's father it's called Manua eh? when the angel gave them the message of Samson he said that they should not temper the hair and he should not take a, a strong wine so you get to know that it's similar to that of even John the Baptist because John the Baptist was also was saying that he should not take strong wine. So which means that when he takes strong wine, he can easily be deceived. And he can... That's why, you see, if you're a Christian, you should not... You should not... A Christian. The reason why we tell people... Many people are saying that, oh, uh, alcohol. You see, even, even in our body system, the, the, the cosmetics, the, all the creams that we use, alcohol is inside because even our body, it needs alcohol. But when you take in alcohol, plenty, overdose, it makes you a foolish person and you behave abnormal. So that's the reason why God was telling uh, Zachariah also that you should not make John the Baptist take wine because he will miss it. He will miss the true identity of him. So when you check the life of Samson, Samson was a savior. The same thing the same anointing, I mean, see the moves uh, uh, by, uh, by the grace of God. I, I'm writing a book also called The, the, the Amazing Movement of The Amazing Movement of the Holy Spirit. You get to know the different movements. That's where you, you understand that the Holy Spirit was there just like the sun and it's still moving just like the sun. There's no difference. Just that their functionality is different. Because in this end time, one of the one of the Godhead, the Godhead that we have to take notice of is the Holy Spirit. Because he is the Lord of the harvest. You see, Jesus has come and died and he said it is finished. Which means right now I have work salvation. So right now it takes the Holy Spirit to gather you, all of you, and bring you. So the one who will take me and you to heaven is the Holy Spirit. So that's why the last time, uh, in some time I said that God, the church belongs to God, the Father. 
God the Father. And so we should dedicate to Him. And Jesus is the head, the Son. And we should recognize Him. And the Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. And therefore we should what? Celebrate. The Holy Spirit, what you want is celebration. The Holy Spirit. If you really, you see, it's not, sometimes it's not about you just even praying. It's about celebrating Him. He will move in a dangerous way. I'm telling you, because right now Jesus has paid the price. And Jesus promised that our belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said at that time the Holy Spirit was not given. But when Jesus was glorified, the Holy Spirit came like a. You see, I was one time listening to Apostle John the Suleiman, and he said something. He was saying that the day of Pentecost was a a full day. That's why the Holy Spirit came in a rush. Rush. Amen. Amen. So the Bible said that this man, a Christian, a believer, Samson was a believer, a savior, went to Gaza and saw there and hallowed and went in with her. So you see, if you are a Christian, Richard, you cannot do whatever you want to. You see, Today, as I was listening to Papa, he said something, and this thing I believe that I have discussed with you that God is a theocratic God. Theocracy eh, is the one of the is one of the dangerous system of government. Why? Because you can easily die or you can easily live. Many people see autocratic as bad. But I think even theocracy is dangerous. Why? Because theocracy, you will be given freedom, but you can't do whatever you want. You have a free will, but you can't do whatever you want. By autocratic, you will not do what you want. There's no freedom. And democracy, also you say anything. God doesn't practice democracy. And he neither does he practice autocracy. He practices theocracy. So you are anointed. Samson was anointed. You see, the reason why the anointing comes upon you. And you see, let me tell you something. The, the, the least version of the anointing is to be a Christian. Every Christian is anointed. And that one you operate in what we call the leper's anointing. The born again anointing. So as you be faithful, then you move to the, the anointing for service, the priesthood anointing. Then as you become faithful, then you go to what we call the dunamis. The power. The power anointing. Amen. So Samson was a Christian. Samson was a believer. Samson was moved from that realm of being a believer to the realm of being performing a service to God. And he moved even to the realm of dunamis because he was able to kill a, a lion. He was able to kill one person who can kill a few thousands of Philistines. So look at what he did. The Bible says he went there and hallowed and went in with her. And it was told that Gezite uh, saying, it was told to the Gezite saying, Samson is come here. And they, they compassioned him in and laid wait for him all night in the gates of the city. And were quiet all the night saying, in the morning, when it is day, we shall kill him. You see, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you know the number of people who want you dead. If you know the number of people, you see, 
when Elijah and Elisha with his servant, the Bible said that they were com- they were compassed by the what the Syrians, and the, the servant was afraid. It's a symbolic or prophetic sound that shows that every believer, once you become a believer, you are surrounded by unbelievers and you are surrounded by demons, you are surrounded by fallen angels who want your downfall. So he said that God opened the eye of the servant that he may see. So when he see, he saw the, the chariot of fire and the horses of fire, angels, and he was encouraged. So you see, if you know those who wish you dead, be very careful in this life and you see the devil can use anyone to kill you you see the devil used pastors to kill jesus <laughs> he used pastors the high priest the pharisees said that he didn't use unbelievers though. he used pastors to preach so they said we shall kill him <laughs> why because he's anointed because he's destroying the works of the Philistines. Because that time the Philistines were the symbolic of uh, the world of, let's say, demonics. The Bible says, And Samson lay till midnight, and rose at midnight, and took the doors of the gate of the city, and two posts, and went away with them, bar and all, and put them on his shoulder, and carried them upon to the top of an hill that is before Hebron. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman. In the valley of Shorek, whose name was called Delilah. <laughs> you see, Samson was operating in the realm of lukewarm. So let me tell you that this lukewarm spirit is not today that he came. He was there. They were all with uh, the devil. Because they inhabited that the prayer that make who became demons. They were there. They were birds. They were flying animals. And they fell with it. So they knew they, they were there. <laughs> so the demon that you are dealing with is older than even your ancestor. <laughs> the demon that you are dealing with is older than your ancestor. So if you think that you can use 100 years to fight a demon, you are joking. Is it? And the loss, the loss of the Philistines, which means it's a symbol of demons, the loss of this world, the princes of this world, came up to her. They will come. You see, let me tell you something. As you are walking here, the devil always wants a trap. He wants something that he can use to enter your life and destroy you. So they saw that Delilah will help for lukewarmness to enter the life of Samson. So they, 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 the loss, which means that these spirits will come they follow if you look home as a spirit they will send him and when he is able to come it will be a trap then they will follow that's why he said jesus said that when a demon is cast he move around and he come back and when he come he bring extra so let me tell you something someone who operates in the realm of lukewarmness can easily lie can easily be pride can easily be ignorant all these are spiritual <laughs> spirit demonic spirit you see by their name eh, you think that they are because we don't say they they they, they are killing <laughs> they will drain you they will drain the anointing they will they, they, their mission eh, their mission is that they have to move you from the holy spirit 
because they know that if you get closer to the Holy Spirit, they cannot get you. So they have to do anything that can move you away from the presence of God so that they can get hold of you and kill you. So he said that, and he said to her, entice him. You see, the spirit of Lucum, it will entice you. So he said, entice him and see wherein his great strength is. <laughs> so every Christian, your anointing, the anointing given you is your strength. So they entice you, you see. The anointing is not the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the power, is the strength that the Holy Spirit gives. That's why I, the last time I said that the anointing is the overflow of the life of the Messiah. So the strength of Jesus. So it entice you, where is your strength? The great strength who lies. And by what means we may prevail against him. And that we may bind him to afflict him. And we will give you, every one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. So if you know the witchcraft, those who doesn't want you to do well. You see, it's sad. Uh, sometimes I see Christians and they go to church. They, they think that as they dress, uh, they'll be nice and uh, they are fools. Because if you know the one who is against you, and at the end of the day, they, they go and blame pastors. Pastor speak a mind of God to you. He has given a prophetic word. You see, just recently, I was here and a friend of mine, secondary school, the Holy Spirit take me deep about his marriage status. Later he called me, or he had not called me. He started calling. Are you getting it? So which means that God has something for people. God, God wants each and everyone to do well because if God doesn't want us to do well he will not say that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper <coughs> so God is interested for all of us to what? prosper so the Bible says and Delilah said to Samson tell me I pray you wherein your great strength lies so the spirit of lukewarmness when it comes into a person's life it tackles your strength it tackles your means of power. It tackles your means of anointing. And with which you might be bound to afflict you. And Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven green tones, then were, uh, were never dry, then shall I be weak and be as another man. So the, uh, the Bible says, Then the Lord of the Philistine brought up to her seven green tongues, which had not to be dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber, and said to him, The Philistines be on you, Samson. And he broke the tongues, as the tress of the wick is broken, when he touched the fire, so his strength was not known. So have you seen this spirit? You see, the spirit of lukewarm is a spirit of manipulation. So it manipulated Samson. Delilah was the, was the prophetic son of a lukewarm spirit who was sent to entice Samson. So he did it when you read previously. He said it previously. So let me tell you, the spirit of lukewarmness, it will not stop you. It will persist until you become natural. <laughs> until you, you become normal. Until you lose your strength. So that's why I'm saying that the spirit that the devil is using, the tricks that the devil is the spirit of Lukon. So he, when you read further, he talk about uh, ropes, 
the some says, Oh, when you bind me, that's where my strength. Then they came against, they couldn't find. They couldn't find it. So because of time, I just want to. You can read it yourself. Judges chapter 16. When you get time, you read. So the Bible says that this lukewarm spirit, this Delilah, he persisted. He persisted to finally. When Delilah asked Samson, and Samson said, Oh, uh, my strength is in my hair, my anointing is in my hair. My anointing is in my hair. So he cut off everything. So the Bible says, verse 20, and he said, The first time be on him, Samson, he woke out of his sleep and said, I'll go out as another time before and shake himself. And he knew not that the Lord has departed from him. So he persisted. The look, Delilah was a lukewarm because you see, he is an unbeliever. That's why you see, when we tell people that you should not be yoked with unbelievers, they think we are, you are just, you are disturbing them. The Bible is saying that do not be yoked with an unbeliever. The Bible is saying that uh, evil communication corrupt good manners, and you think that you you are wiser than God who wrote the Bible. Yes, whatsoever you sow, you reap. It's not about you just giving offering. Everything that you are doing in this life, you reap it. So if you are killing, you will be killed. So the same thing, this spirit came and Samson, a mighty man, someone who was, who, who was anointed by strength, but we say that, and he knew not that the Lord has departed. The Lord that he was talking about was the Holy Spirit. The Lord. Because anytime when the Father decides and the Son speaks, the one who comes to manifest it is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was the one who was in Samson. The Holy Spirit was the one who was in John the Baptist. The Holy Spirit, the Lord. The Lord of strength. He departed. Because why? Because right now, you have allowed lukewarm to come into your life. And now you have become a natural man. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. They prevent him from seeing. So you see, when the spirit of lukewarm takes control by a person's life, it blinds the correct way of seeing. So you see that many Christians, they are operating when, because they are too natural. They become too carnal and they operate in blindness. Also, of whom the prince of this world has blinded their eyes, they can see. So Samson's eye was plucked out. He couldn't see. He couldn't see again. He couldn't see correctly again. He could just see darkness because the eyes know there. So the same thing, many people they are walking, they can't see well. So I would say, and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with filters of brass. And he did grind his uh, did grind in the prison house. However, the hair of his had begin to grow again after he was shaven. So obviously, the saddest thing is that when the spirit of lukewarmness drain you, by the time you realize your mistakes, now you're about to start again. So Samson now begin to start again, but it was too late because he can't see things as work against him. 
Bible says, Then the Lord of the Philistines gathered together far to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. Have you see, this Dagon was the one that Joshua was supposed to what, destroy. He was, he was meant to kill the people of Gaza, and he couldn't kill. You see, many a times that when God tells you something, do something, you don't do it. God told him that kill Gaza. And if you kill everything, you destroy anything. Then Gaza, Gaza is where Delilah came. Dagon. Ashdod. There were three categories of people that God told Joshua to destroy, but he didn't do it. And one was where God, that is where... Uh, one place was where Goliath came and one place was where Delilah came and one place was where a God, a certain God whom after they took the Ark of the Covenant also came from and they became persecutors, they afflicted the people of Israel. So you should be very careful when it comes to the instructions of God. You should be very careful. If you miss it, it's your own uh, suffering. You see, God, God doesn't suffer. He's not in the realm of suffering. <laughs> uh, God, he will never suffer. It cannot be possible. Because the devil, even when he tried to cause suffer, he was sacked. So the, now, salvation is heaven. When it, you see, the salvation of heaven as we talk about, it's no more sorrow, no more... It's, they are enjoying, heaven is enjoying salvation. We, we are yet to enjoy the salvation. That is the new Jerusalem. Amen. So the Bible says, And rejoice, for they said, Our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. So many people want to say that you, see, many people see you as an enemy. Those who are against the things of God, and they will say, that, Oh, you are delivered now, we are gotten you. The Bible says, and when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our country. So the devil knows that you, you are destroying them. They know that you, you are meant to do something, you are meant to be great. So they want to destroy you, which you, many of us. So as you are doing your plan, as you are doing this, you are destroying things. Oh. And they don't want that. And they want to trap you by lukewarmness. And look at it. And the Bible says, and it came to pass when his air was... Mary, that he said, that, that they said, call for Samson that he may make us sport. They were using him for they were using him for games, and they called for Samson out of prison house, and they made and he made them sport, and they set between him pillar the pillars, and Samson said to the lad that laid him by the hand suffer me that i may fill the pillars wherefore the house stand that i may lean on them see now i visit samson was mighty man now he's begging couldn't see someone was leading him he was in prison you see lukewarmness can bring you to prison there are many christians who are in prison fiscally you see them they are working but they are in prison and anything can happen to them Samson was used for sports. Someone born to be a savior <laughs> was used to was used to be for sports for the kingdom of darkness. They they just group up and they, they just be playing with him. So there are many Christians 
The devils are just playing with you because you have allowed lukewarmness to take control over you. And when you read further, the Bible makes us understand that Samson said he cried to God, God, let me die with the Philistines. And God empowered him one more time. Then he died. Samson's end was very sad. Even though he finished the purpose. Because his purpose was to destroy the people of Philistine. But I believe God doesn't want him to end this way. God didn't want something to end this way. But because of lukewarmness, sleeping with people, you see, enticing with natural things, made him to die early. Amen. Yes. So Samson was unstable. Duality. Duality. The spirit of lukewarmness always makes you have a dual life. And let me tell you something. Heaven. Heaven is not ready to receive people who live a dual life. I'm telling you the truth. I'll tell you the truth now before it's too late. If you live a dual life, forget yourself going to heaven. You see, many a times we preach that give your life to Christ. That one is an is, is a is a signature. You can you can be enrolled to an institution, right? Eh? You can be enrolled to an institution. But what will happen if you don't attend classes, you are true rant, you don't come to school again? They will just cancel your name. Yeah. So I always tell people that if Richard will prove, if me, I will prove that I'm a Christian, it's when I what? I end up in what? Heaven. Amen. So let's read the main scripture. I didn't read the main scripture. I just gave you an example of a lukewarm person. The main scripture is uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse number 15. God, uh, Jesus gave a letter to the church of the Laodiceans, the Laodicean church. He said that. I know your works that you are neither cold or hot. I would like I would you were cold or hot for then because you are lukewarm. <laughs> so which means that the church was lukewarm, neither cold or hot. I will spin you out of my mouth. So which means I will move you away from my presence. I will spin you out of my mouth. Why? Because you see, I am rich. You see, let me tell you something. If you are a pastor and you get numbers, doesn't mean that you are you are on track. Share. You see, you see, I am rich and increase with goods and have need have need of nothing. And know not that you are rich, miserable, and poor, blind, and naked. Have you seen the, 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 the workings of the spirit of newcomers? Lukewarm spirit will make you wretch, it make you miserable, it make you poor, it make you blind and naked in the sight of God. And the Bible said that He said that I counsel you to buy me of my gold, tried in fire. You see, God is interested in fire that you may be rich and white raiment, that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness do not appear and anoint your eyes with your eyes slave that you may see that you may see Richard, that you may see that you may see well you may see well 
Say, I cancel you. I give you counseling. Yes. Yes. Because, you see, many Christians, because of the spirit of lukewarmness, they easily fall out from the grace. Because they are too natural. So whenever, whatever they are going through, they just blame God. Lukewarm. Lukewarm. They are poor in spirit. They are rich, miserable. They are blind and naked. You see, this thing happened to Adam and Eve. The spirit of lukewarmness. And Eve became natural. He was a supernatural being. And when he ate the fruit, he became natural. The Bible said that. And their eyes were open. Their eyes were open to foolish things. And they saw that they were naked. Miserable. Natural. You see, we are not human beings who are trying to have spiritual experiences. We are spirit beings trying to have human experiences. God created Adam and Eve before he formed Adam first. So you may, you may understand that they were spirit before they experienced natural. Lukewarmness. 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 As many as I love, I rebuke and chastise. Be zealous. You see, be zealous. Be on fire. Say, be zealous therefore and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice. You see, many people because of lukewarmness, they can't hear even the voice of God. And open the door. I will come into him and will sup with him and he will sup with me. That is to abide in the presence. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as also overcome. I'm set down with my father in the throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. Amen. Let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. Amen. Let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. Let him hear. What the Spirit said to the churches. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, look warm. Yes. Look warm. <laughs> many pastors, you see, when you read this, you see that many pastors, some pastors, they think that they are rich, they have increased in goods, they have numbers, so they can do whatever they want. But they are forgotten that when a demon is cast out, he will move out. And he can become, he make that person more wicked. So when you read the same Revelation chapter, one uh, chapter 2 verse number 1 to 7 the bible says that to the angel of the church of ephesus write this thing said he that holds the seven sticks uh, the seven stars in his right hand who walk in the middle of the seven candle golden candlesticks i know your works your labor you see everything that you are doing god knows who i know your works your labor your patience and how you cannot bear them which are evil are you getting it and you have tried them which say they are apostles and not, and I found them liars, and I have borne and have patience. For my name's sake have you labored, and have no faith. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you, because you have left your first love. You see, many people have lost, left their first love. He said, remember from, therefore from where you have fallen, and repent. Do the first works. You see, many pastors have entered into the realm of lukewarm. So they have forgotten their first works. At first they used to preach evangelism. They used to preach salvation. Now they got members. So they just do conferences. Uh, 3,000 reasons why you should, you should be prosperous. I'm not against people who preach about prosperity. Because prosperity is part of uh, the message of Christ. Because the Bible says that 
the one who was rich uh, was became poor that we might be rich jesus when we second uh, corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 he's talking about jesus say the one who was rich was meant to be poor for us that we might be rich are you getting it yes so prosperity is part of the message but prosperity is not the focus because he says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his and, his, and all other things shall be added seek ye first so the thing is about god first love first works so many many preachers even in this 21st century has forgotten their first works they don't do evangelism again they don't preach about christ again they preach about uh, stories facts they are not preaching the truth. They preach facts. Look up. They have become natural. And they just wear clericals. They are the clergy. A bishop. Or apostle. A prophet. A evangelist. A, I, I, I am the oracle. I am this. No. You shall know them by their fruits. Me, I know that there are some people there. Me, even as I'm talking to you. You know that many times I say that I am the oracle of the Holy Spirit. They are oracles there. Because... The Bible even said when Elijah said that all the prophets are dying, and I am the God said no, they are there are seven thousand prophets who have not yet bad. And I know they are they are oracles in this generation. But the truth of the matter is the ratio, the number, the number. God wish all his servants or all his children become oracle you see it's not to become an apostle that you become oracle and a serious christian can be an oracle because you hear the voice he said that you you can't hear the voice you cannot hear you cannot hear they say listen i stand on the door and knock whosoever hear my voice whosoever he didn't say apostle he didn't say prophet he said whosoever which means every every human being must hear the voice of god and why it's because we are too natural. We are too carnal. We are too carnal. We are too carnal. We are too carnal. Yes. And that's why I'm telling you, me personally, if I don't take care, you can easily fall. I'm telling you, that's why Paul said that, let him that think at his stand. Take heed, lest he fall. And the spirit that the devil, the trap the devil is using in this end time, is the spirit of lukewarm lukewarmness is killing many people lukewarmness is taking many people to hell so he said that remember therefore from where you have fallen and repent do the first work or else i'll come to you quickly and i'll remove the candlestick out of its place which means i'll move i'll move the anointing i'll move the grace except you repent so there are many people there are there are there are, there are many Christians or there are many churches they are moving like a university they are moving like a normal institution a secular canal institution because the candlestick of God has been removed but this you have that you have hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans which I also hate he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit said to the churches to him that to overcome will i give to eat of the tree of life which is in the middle of the paradise of god yes tree of life there's a tree of life that jesus want to give to people on fire 
So you should not be, you should not be, you see, a look on Christian is someone who, you are too natural, you are too emotional. They move in it, they motion, stupidity, like everything, fight, grudge, grudges, like they, they will pray, but they, when they, when their own practice, grudges, misunderstanding, fighting, unnecessary thing, you are not serious. You are going to hell, you are on the path to hell. Yes. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yes, you see many people interested. Fashion. <laughs> they are interested in fashion more than the basic work. The kingdom of God. Say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Fashion will be added. The money, the house will be added to you. But because of lukewarmness, Many people are seeking other things first. And this thing I always say is that even when you marry, your wife should be the first person in your life. You see, God should not be the first person in your life, but God should be your life. Yes. When you ask Christians or when you just ask people, what is the first thing you say? God. God is the first thing you life. So ask them, what is their life? So some people by lukewarm their life is lies and they have put god who is hot in lies so it's lukewarm womanizing a christian who is always womanizing chasing ladies and you have put god it's an insult a whole god like this so i i always tell my wife that he's the first person in my life but he's not my life no, it's not my life. My life is God. Yes. So the, your life, what is your life? What is your life? God, God should not be ranked in your life. God should be your life. If truly you are a Christian, then you, you just give ranks to people. God doesn't need to be ranked. He should be first. You see, the word seeking first means it should be your life. So many people say that, uh, God is the first thing in my life. That even confession is wrong. And those people who say that, most of them, they are, they, are, they are always in the atmosphere of lukewarm. Because they say God is the first thing in their life. But what is their life? When they go through hard times, that is whereby they will stop church on Sunday and go and work. And they will tell you and quote scripture that if they don't work, how can they pay offering? And who told you that God needed your offering? Who told you that God needed your offering? And who told you that when you don't even pay the offering, God will not take care of the man of God? Who told you? Who told you? Jesus said, I will build my church. He didn't say, Peter, from today, you and the squad, you build a church. He said, I will build my church. And they get so it's not stop giving yourself excuses. People who are lukewarm, they are full of hesitation, they are full of procrastination, and they are full of negotiation. Excuses all. They always want to negotiate with God. Oh, let me bury this. They always want to uh, give excuses. Procrastination. Oh, I'll do it. Have you read your Bible today? Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Have you? Oh, I'll. They always procrastinate. Yes, lukewarm. And gradually. The Bible says that 
you are neither cold or hot. I will spill you out. I will spill you out. So if you think that you are the you are the you are the most beautiful lady, you are the most handsome man on this earth, that God is afraid of you, then you are you are you are moving in delusion. God is not afraid of you. He is not afraid of you. You are just living by mercy. See, many people are joking with grace. They are joking with grace. And they will, we, we should understand that even our era of grace is dangerous than the era of law and the era of the prophet. Why? Because grace, what is grace? Many people define grace as unmerited favor. The true definition of grace is that the combination of the law and the prophet being fulfilled. That is grace. That's why Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the prophet. I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. That is grace. So which means that the law is still working in the grace. So if you misbehave, it will work against you. So that's the day, the day of, on the day of transgression, Matthew chapter 17, Moses came, the symbolic figure of the law. And Elijah came, the symbolic figure of the, word, the prophet. And they gave everything to Jesus. Grace. So what is grace? Grace is the fulfillment of the law and the prophet. Yes. So that's why I said that Peter, Rock, James, what? Change to what? John. Grace. Grace. So that's, that's the reason why you see, the reason why John couldn't die. And he died naturally. It's because he was he, he was he was the grace. <laughs> he, he was able to capture the grace of Jesus. So Peter was killed. James was killed. These three people, the inner only him. They put him even in the uh, boiling oil. He couldn't die. They plucked the eye and they took him to Patmo. And that was where even you wrote the book of Revelation. Say, and I was in the spirit in the Lord's day. And he was, he, you see, an apostle who was able to give us what will happen in the end time, the end of the story. You see, Revelation is the end of the story of the matter. That was grace. The fulfillment. Huh? The fulfillment of the law and the prophets. So you shouldn't joke with Jesus. You shouldn't joke. Because he is the fulfillment, he is the grace, the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. That is grace. That is the definition. So people are saying unmerited favor. So people are fooling. You say undeserved favor. So people are fooling. Undeserved favor. You, you didn't do it. Someone came and fulfilled it. So that is the true definition of grace. The fulfillment of the law and the prophets. So God deal with Moses that time, they will stone you, the dispensation of the law, look at what happened. And the dispensation of the prophet, look at what happened. Who call fire to kill people. So this thing, the law and the prophet has been fulfilled. So which means that what Elisha was doing was a shadow. What Moses was doing was a shadow. But the reality is Jesus. That is grace. So you shouldn't joke with grace. Because most of the time, people were afraid to be lukewarm. Elisha time, people were afraid to be lukewarm. But have you seen? They don't know that we are even... Our dispensation is the most dangerous dispensation. 
the dispensation of grace is the dangerous dispensation that Christians have to be careful. As I bring my message to close, I want you to pray. Pray that God should have mercy on you. He should have mercy on you. He should revive you. Any spirit of lukewarmness, God should revive you. God should revive you. Any action of lukewarmness, God should revive you. Any action, any atmosphere, anything that you have done that has allowed lukewarm spirit to enter your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, you want to pray, say, my father, my fighter, my father, my maker, as I pray by your word, you said, neither give place to the devil. You said we should submit to you and resist the devil. Any spirit of lukewarmness in my life, any spirit of carnality, any spirit of nature in my life, in the name of Jesus, as I pray, let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Anything that wants me to be spit out from the mouth of Jesus, anything that drives me from the presence of God, let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Anything that blocks my ear from listening to the voice of the Spirit, let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. As I bring my message to a close, maybe you are listening to me, you are not born again. The Bible said that Jesus came to save. He said that he came to seek and to save them which are lost. This is an opportunity time for you. You don't know Jesus. Jesus told Nicodemus that marvel not I say unto you, you must be born again. You are listening to me. You are not born again. I want to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your understanding. I thank you for the revelation. I thank you for wisdom. I pray, oh Lord, I come to you just as I am. Your word says, for all our sin and fall short of the glory of God. Father, have mercy on me. Jesus, from today, I take you as my personal Lord and Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Forgive me everything that I've done. Have mercy on me. Wash me by the blood in Jesus' mighty name. From today, I take your life. Use me for your works, for your greater works in the name of Jesus. Grant me your fire. Your word says you anoint us with the Holy Spirit and fire. I pray against any action of lukewarmness in my life. Help me, Lord, to endure to the end so that I will be with you in heaven. 
in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Maybe you are listening to me, you are sick somewhere, you have pain somewhere. You see, one thing, many people think that Jesus was healing and he's gone. Let me tell you, Jesus is still healing. He's still in the healing business. If Jesus could use Peter to heal, then I am also a vessel, the healing vessel of Jesus. And as you are listening to maybe you have a doctor's report, you have a bad news, you are going through pains, confusion. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Silver and gold have I none, but I want you to connect your faith with me. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit, be healed in the name of Jesus. Anyone suffering from migraine, be healed in the name of Jesus. Anyone suffering from kidney failure, be healed in the name of Jesus. Anyone suffering with a blood issue, a menstrual issue, be healed in the name of Jesus. The Bible says when the woman of the issue of blood, he was suffering from a menstrual issue. When he touched Jesus, he was made whole. Anyone in the sick bed rise up in the name of Jesus anyone blind be illuminated in the name of Jesus anything that has been a confusion in your life I pray in the name of Jesus be liberated be liberated be liberated be liberated be liberated you are free in the name of Jesus 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 Christ any sickness in your system you are free in the name of Jesus anyone listen to me who went through some abortion and through that you are finding difficult during your time during your time as a, a young lady you, you enter in an abortion and because of that you cannot you cannot give birth you cannot give birth as you have become a, 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 a married woman and this secret even your, your your husband don't know but only you know and because of that it can be it has become an issue that you cannot give birth Jesus is touching you now is bringing you a restoration because you have repented because you have repented of your works is giving you a restoration now in the name of Jesus you go to the hospital and the doctor will declare to you that now your womb is restored and the doctor himself will be surprised I decree and declare by the mighty hand of God be restored be restored be restored be restored anyone suffering from spinal problem be healed in the name of Jesus anyone with an x-ray anyone who couldn't walk you are walking in the name of Jesus Christ in the mighty name of Jesus Christ you are free in the name of Jesus Christ you are free in the name of Jesus anyone going through conflict confusion you are liberated in the name of Jesus Christ thank you I believe that the healing power of Jesus has touched you and if you got an instant healing or you are also someone with that report you just go to the hospital and check and you see a difference and the bible said that they overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony i want you to give a testimony if you got an instant healing just 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 give a testimony just give a testimony by 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 testing one of our pastors it's called pastor richard by testing him or giving a testimony of what Jesus has done to you as you are doing that I believe that you are restored you can you can call this number or you can tell the, you can text 
to whatsapp with this number 0548 64 54 56 0548 uh, 64 54 56 god bless you for your time bye bye